Is your basement prisoner trying to escape? Alice? Nah. She's good. Ready? Mm-hmm. I was born ready. Hello. Hi. Well, I'm assuming we're recording. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> oh, look at your little drapery. Yeah. It's his video game blanket. Aww. I wonder if Sarah Jane... Does Sarah Jane play video games, too? Yeah. I wonder if she's ever played Assassin's Creed. You want to ask her? You can ask her. You have her phone number now. <laughs> I, I just want to see you do it. No. Um... So let's do this. Hello. Welcome Hi. to the V Spot. Hello. I'm going to have a drink of water. I'm sorry, Andy. <laughs> there was a little rice on you. I know. I get it? put it in my pocket. <laughs> Why? Because I didn't want to put it on the floor. Should I message Mike and ask why he doesn't feed you? You're saving rice in your pocket. I didn't want to put it on the floor. Is that yours or is it his? This shirt? No, the hoodie. Oh, it was his, but okay. um, he it's too small for him, so it's mine now. I was going to say, did you put rice in his <laughs> pocket? <laughs> Perfect. Oh, oh gosh. So, um, as you can tell, this is a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Of lifestyle tendencies, whether or not you eat or hide rice in your pockets <laughs> for later, just in case. It's also some vegan stuff. Rice is vegan. Yeah. So it's in. in it works along the, the lines. It's in theme. That's what I was yeah. looking for. Words. Mm-hmm. Neat. What mm-hmm. do you want to talk about? I want to talk about that s- sick show we just watched. Can we talk about how I thought of you during <laughs> during that that episode? That is it an episode? Yeah, yeah it's episode, an episode of, of Rotten. Is it is because I was sitting next to you the whole time? No. Oh, it's when they were talking about how bees. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm just so worried that I don't know if this is going to be a compliment or offensive or where this is going. <laughs> That's the trick with me. You just never know. Or somehow both. Yes, usually it's a sandwich. Compliment, insult, compliment. Right, right. Um, but when they were talking about how bees produce honey, mm. and the bees, like, they take the nectar and then they spit it into the other one's mouth. Yeah. And that just reminded me of when I asked you to baby bird me food. If I got <laughs> and I my said wisdom. no. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking maybe if bees do it. Absolutely not. No, not doing that. Would you drop the rice? Why would you want me to do that, though? <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, where where's the line? Is that the line? Is the that line the only is line? So so far before that, like the line. There's the line, and then a whole bunch of other. Would weird you pee shit. on me if I get stung by a jellyfish? What? Yes, actually, I would. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm not Trump. I don't just don't need someone to just pee on me. Yes, I would. If you got stung by a jellyfish, I would definitely pee on you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'll come up with stuff. Yeah, just make me a list and I'll tell you my hard nose. Okay. Yeah. This just got sexual. No, it didn't. But now it did. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, all right. All right. So we were talking about bees on Rotten. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm adjusting. It's her old lady hips. It's my old lady hips. I walked a lot in the city and my joints are... In inappropriate shoes. Actually, no, I had sneakers on. What? I know. Vans. So, I mean, I guess you could argue they were inappropriate, but I my feet don't hurt. It's just like my, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. 
is all. All right. Let's talk about um let's talk about rotten. Something rotten. I thought maybe you were gonna say that you thought of me during rotten because you were gonna tell me that you feel that sometimes I am rotten. <laughs> that's oh. where I thought that was going. And I was like, that's oh. just not nice. That's maybe a little true, but not nice. Yeah. So um I think that episode was the bee's knees. It was the bee's knees. I really enjoyed that. And I'm really looking forward to watching more episodes um, because I felt that it was very educational. I learned a lot. And it really encouraged me to Google some stuff that -hmm. they didn't necessarily explain Mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't, you know, necessarily relevant. But it made me go, oh, wait, what's that? And so I Googled it. Let's start with the intro and just give credit. Yeah. To oh my the... god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It that was just the most beautiful thing. The whole episode though was just so cinematically. It was like precious. It just was so well done. Um, I like. I think that's important too with documentaries because they are not necessarily inherently dry, but they're factual in theory, mm-hmm. and so you want it to be pretty to look at because sometimes facts can be a, a bit monotonous Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for especially for like 54 minutes or whatever this was but this was beautiful so I wanted I wanted to watch it yeah like I wanted to look at it you know it's very just different yeah I liked that because I was like why I had no idea that the honey industry because I think like factory farming is corrupt Mm -hmm. um of course yeah you know these different things that we always think of honey when I when you ask me like the issues with honey, I would be like, oh, well, factory farming honey, or is it technically vegan to take a byproduct, this and that? I would never think that there's like a All drug a drug mob-like industry yeah. in the honey world. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane and really gross. Yeah. And like, it led me to look at when you get honey, if you buy one of those honey bears from the grocery store... What does it say on there? I know. Don't you want to like drive over to Prey Shopper and look right now? I I I do. It's Not, so but crazy. I did my best to look at like Target and Walmart.com yeah. and like what it says on their jars, and yeah. it says 100% honey. Right, but a lot of the um a lot of that episode showed how it it could be honey from the U.S., from Canada, from all over the place. So yeah, it's honey, but it's like a mixture of different quality and honey, that's, and that's the thing with like. It's like coffee and stuff. Like, I want to know, like, single origin or I want to know Colombian coffee. Right. I never thought that if you buy honey from one of those grocery stores, main grocery stores with the little cute little honey bears on there, that it could be like four or five different kinds of honey that these guys were talking about how they couldn't make it as a small farmer. So now they work in like big, um, what is it, production kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. And that their job is to take in friggin' barrels. yeah. Of honey and mix them. Yeah. And like. But also to check quality control to make sure that it is in fact honey. That one, um, the, 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 that one company that said they started as beekeepers and now they're in the production and quality control side of things. Right. How they have to like test to make sure that it's not honey from coming in from China or Thailand or wherever. Um, or that it has that antibiotic in it that is toxic to humans or whatever. But then, like, who's regulating that? Are there regulations for what kind of honey they mix? I don't know. Like, like they're mixing honey. Are they just like, eh, a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Yeah, I don't know. Let's take some Z, throw in a little bit of Y. Like, yeah. who? 
who do like who regulates that i don't know probably nobody probably nobody so it's like yeah they're doing quality and stuff but still it's just weird to me that there might be four or five different honeys it definitely made me want to know more which i think is good the mark of a good but to your point though what i think is interesting is that it's not necessarily i mean all documentaries have an agenda right because they have a point that they're trying to prove but Mm -hmm. this one in particular doesn't come from a vegan standpoint or a a pro honey con honey because it didn't really have a stance either Mm -hmm. way you know what i mean so um so i thought that was interesting too that as far as documentaries go i feel like that one was as neutral as i've seen you Mm -hmm. know yeah because obviously and. the, you know, the mixing of honeys and the toxic ingredients and all that, that's definitely, you don't want that. And they're trying to get that point across, but it wasn't a documentary saying you shouldn't consume honey no. or that all of all of this is bullshit or, you know, whatever. It was very neutral as far as honey is concerned, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. There's some great visuals on literal honey, though. Yeah, oh my God. It was so satisfying. <laughs> Watching like the honey drip and those close-ups of the bees. They were really cute. They it just was so good. I to pet them. I know. I think they really like about that. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit of Googling, though, around the almond stuff. Oh, yeah. Because um, I thought that was so interesting. And actually what it talks a lot about is um, what you were just saying about how beekeepers can't survive on just the honey industry. Um, because so when so it's it's a give and take I guess because mm-hmm. when these beekeepers are literally shipping their their hives out to California during certain times of the year um, those almond growers are paying the beekeepers because mm-hmm. they're pollinating their almond trees and it said this is crazy it <laughs> says that um, 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 and this well this article is from 2015 so you know with a grain of salt and I'm sure the industry has increased quite a bit since then, but um, it says that California doesn't just require massive amounts of water. It also takes a whole bunch of honeybees to pollinate these almond trees, roughly two hives worth for every acre of almond trees, which is around 1.7 million hives. Wow. Yeah, it's something like 85% of all available commercial hives in the United States. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, which is um, more than 80 billion bees. 80 That's billion bees. Bees that we can't afford to begin with because they're all right dying. Right. And I guess that's part of it. The um, episode that I do want to know more about is they do talk a lot about um, bees just disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, not the stolen hives, but yeah, the ones no, that no. they were like, they were just gone. Yeah, so I definitely I want to do more research around that because I find that very interesting. Um, but yeah, it says um, California's almond growers have to shell out big money to draw their pollinators between one hundred and sixty five and two hundred dollars per hive versus forty five to seventy five dollars a hive a decade ago. Um, that's around three hundred and nine million dollars. But then they go into talking about the um, overall honeybee health as um, as an you know from transporting the bees across state lines and whatnot and um a lot of it says that they feel like the damage to the hives and deaths of the bees um comes more from the pesticides um than it does the trans transporting them um Mm. but you know i'm sure that that is it depends i would imagine but it says um 
Uh, other factors, including pesticides, declining biodiversity, and mites, mm-hmm. are, are likely more important drivers of declining bee health. I was just looking to, because um, that made me, I figured we should post somewhat a relevant topic. Um, I found one of the articles on Lush, on Lush's website, mm. about um, Frederick's honey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the things that they say is... They um is that the um is that out of Arizona? Um uh, nope, that's uh Vancouver. Vancouver, okay. Yep. Vancouver, BC. Um, but they say keeping it local. Um, you know, alternative pollination contracts, something they have with Lush. Um, small scale beekeepers because they talk about how um local beekeepers sometimes run into the issue with farmers that if they don't want like their bees to pollinate their farms that that's when they have to ship them so like instead of working like you know you have a farm of all these trees whatever and i'm a beekeeper and i'm like hey would you like some bees and they're like nah oh wow don't need them yeah um so when local farmers aren't interested in investing in local bees to boost pollination small-scale beekeepers are often forced to seek partnerships with commercial farms instead interesting and that's where um the large-scale farms use more pesticides Mm mm-hmm um, monoculture planting methods, and they provide little variety in food sources. But um, biodiverse environment for the bees, the crops are often surrounded by borders of native foliage, providing natural variety in food sources if it's local. Fewer pesti- pesticides are used, and travel time is significantly reduced. Hmm. So Interesting. But it kind of makes sense. It's like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure I'd want my bees to be across the country. I know, right? That's that's a lot, I feel like. (laughs) Um, So two other things that I had written down from that documentary. One thing that they said that I thought was so interesting, and they only touched on it for a second. But again, it made me interested, and now I want to do more research. But somebody um, mentioned that honey production... there's a, there's sometimes more of a demand for honey because putting honey as an ingredient in products makes it seem healthier. I Didn't you think that was interesting? It blew my fucking mind, which is weird because I know this. Yeah. But like when it when it was presented like that and they were like, I wonder why, yeah. you know, so much of an increase in demand has happened. It's because everyone thinks that that is the alternative. Like, and it's mm-hmm. high. It makes it seem high end, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. You know, instead of putting sugar in your mm-hmm. coffee, if you have local honey or whatever, or yeah. just honey in yeah. your coffee, people are like, oh, that's better for me. Yeah. Or even I, I, I'd be curious about, you know, if there if you put, you know, a bag of granola next, just a generic bag of granola next to a bag of like honey oat granola. Oh, right. People yeah. are going to buy the honey oat granola. They are. You know, mm-hmm. that's, so I thought that was really interesting. It made me want to do more research on that. So because I think they brought, continued there. But. They kind of half mentioned um that it's like sugar sugar honey yeah. sugar is kind relatively like yeah it's not yeah like, much right. better it, right. it's still like a sugar right <laughs> right i mean it's it's certainly so, better than like cane you know um like white yeah process, white sugar but... or um high fructose corn syrup or what have you Eek. um and then the other thing that i googled because i um uh, I wanted to know a little bit more because you always hear, um, well, sometimes you hear one of the reasons that vegans don't do honey um, is because of the way the bees are treated and everything. And one of 
um, the things that falls under that is that they're smoked. Right. And so I Googled that because I wanted to know how that affects them. Um, and all the articles that I found, um, and this this one in particular is from scienceabc.com. I tried not to get any that were like, Vegan or this or that. Yeah, or like, vegansagainsthoney.com or, <laughs> or, sorry. <laughs> or like, you know, um, <laughs> honeyforever.com or, you know, I didn't want any like biased sources. I don't know. Maybe this one is, but um, and essentially just says that bees communicate through scent. And so the smoke um, just kind of creates uh, it. It. It, it makes it so that there that sense is um, hindered for a, a time being, and it triggers triggers their survival response. So what they do is they think that there's like a forest fire or what have you. So they'll try to consume as much honey as they can, and then they get honey drunk, and so they're less likely to sting you because their defenses are down. And I guess that only lasts for about ten to fifteen minutes before their senses come back. So it just enables beekeepers to source the honey um, with a lower rate of possibly being stung because the bees are honey drunk because they think interesting Mm -hmm. um two things in that same lush article i was reading how the main um farmer does not wear any protection when he farm you can watch videos yeah there well there's actually there's a couple of videos you can watch um about the way honey right yeah the way honey is sourced um and and you can see the guy like climbing up into the tree and they create like um little barricades uh made out of like bark mm-hmm. and stuff for mm-hmm. the hives and he just like goes in barehanded. He's and just it's like he's like if you <laughs> if you treat them with respect mm-hmm. and you move slowly, then they won't be scared and yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. And I mean, apparently it's working. Yeah. PS I don't necessarily recommend you go out and put your hand in a beehive, but it's a nice it's a nice sentiment anyways. Um, I I don't think there's a vegans against honey dot com. I looked. <laughs> <laughs> there is um, the uh, the vegan society wrote an article, and the first line is honey is made by bees for bees, mm. and their health can be sacrificed. So there is definitely a lot of articles, but <laughs> no vegans against honey dot com. <laughs> vegans against honey dot com. Also, no honeyforever.com. <laughs> honeyforever.com. But Forever Living is a brand of honey. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So, just the more you know. What else did you find? Well, now I'm I'm looking at all these websites about honey and whether or not vegans do honey. And it's a, I feel like it's a... Oh. oh. See, like this article. Oh, my God. I see, like, this is what, to your point, when you said you didn't want to look at any articles that are severely biased and, like... The vegan society is not, n- not surprisingly, very biased. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> what if, what is honey? And the first line of the article, honey is the energy source of bees. Without it, they would starve. Like, I mean, yeah, but also saying it like that makes it seem if you take any honey from any bees, you are murdering them. You know? Right, right. It's... Yeah. And I really like that this um, that Rotten didn't do that. They kind of just laid everything out on the table, starting with the process of how bees make honey, which is where the mama birding thought came from. Um, 
I didn't realize that they did that, though, because it's actually a really weird process. I think one bee adds some nectar to another bee's mouth who adds some to another bee's mouth, and then it goes in. Right. You know, I think we should talk about the feminist aspects of the queen bee, too. Let me tell you what. <sighs> Homegirl has a lot on her plate. <laughs> Just sitting, eating, producing how many eggs per day or whatever they were saying? A Insane lot. amount. Yeah, so many. T- two and a whole bunch of zeros. Two and a whole bunch of zeros. (laughs) Andy tried to make numbers. (laughs) Um, I found a a couple like pro honey websites, Um, but one I and I can't. It includes a video, so I can't can't watch it. But um, the Vegan Bros, who I just love, and I feel like we kind of align a lot with some of the stuff that they have to say. They have a a video saying why they feel vegan is vegans should eat honey, but it's a video, so I can't exactly watch it but they're a lot like us in the sense that they're very Uh, like i see what you're saying the article too yeah like do what you can and stop putting rules on things Mm -hmm. um i had speak just really quickly i had my i had a vegan bros t-shirt on yesterday the one that says um uh petting a dog while eating another animal is some weird ass shit yeah (laughs) i love that i had that shirt on yesterday and i was in line at Shoprite, and the husband and wife in front of me were buying like two huge pieces of steaks so i like pushed my jacket aside standing there like super vegan with your chest puffed out (laughs) and i think the cashier noticed because she kind of had a look on her face (laughs) like like laughing internally but also you crazy vegan that's funny but yeah you know you were just putting it out there i was that's right you didn't say anything quiet messaging that's right that's right If they take the time to read your shirt, then mm-hmm. I think they deserve the message that it is sending yeah, them. I think so too. You know? Yeah. Don't don't read someone's shirt unless you want to know what it says. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so. Don't read anything unless you want to know what it says. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Andy's like really pleased and like we're being so profound right now, or if he's like, what the fuck? We are nothing if not profound. That's true. That's very true. What else do you got on there? Let's see. I just very much enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to doing the other episodes. I really want to, um, specifically the one about chickens, I think will be really interesting. <laughs> What's just, just like our spine? Did we say something about the back? And the front? What? No. <laughs> don't don't read someone's spine? I'm confused. Unless you want to know what it says. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people are probably so confused because Andy texts us and then we verbally respond like out loud with our mouths. You know, if, they, they, have, don't... if they have complaints, they should email us about them. <laughs> Take it up with the producer. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Email yeah. the producer. Yeah. I thought for sure. So you can edit this out. I thought Rachel would get him to talk. Oh, yeah. That's okay. She just didn't care. That's the thing. Yeah. She'll just talk to anyone, including yeah, right. if no one talks back. Um, uh, what was what were we saying before Andy interrupted us with our spines? Smell gun. Um, I think just just how really, how I'm. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of them. That chicken one, I think, will be really interesting. I mean, I think they're all going to be really good. Um, and the fish one. Yeah, and the fish one. Yes. I'm actually interested because I have no idea. What and I'm scared because I love it so much. The garlic one, I know. Like I'm really scared. I know. Somebody watched it. Somebody I, I don't don't remember who, but somebody I know did watch mm-hmm. all of them and is talking to me about the garlic one. But I can't remember what they said. 
Hmm. I don't exactly remember, but I also love garlic. I just don't remember. But yeah, I think they'll be really interesting. And what's funny, too, I was telling you is that that first article that I was reading, um, really praising this docuseries, Mm -hmm. um, compared it to What the Health and said that, you know, this series really comes comes from a place of fact where What the Health doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... It just made me think more. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, no. And it made me want to know more, you know, which is so interesting because I feel like so often documentaries, de- you know, they deliver this piece of information and you just walk away being like, oh, yeah, that must be true. And that's all I need to know. And that was really cool. Whereas, I... yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas this, I was like, oh, yeah, that's clearly true because you just gave me all these facts. But I want to know more about that because there's so much more to know, yep. you know, yep. Um what I also think is interesting, and I kept thinking this the whole time I was watching it, but documentaries um, that have to do with health or some kind of scandal, or I guess, you know, I guess documentaries in general, people can watch watch them. Like, I'm sure so many people have watched this series, have watched What the Health, have watched Cowspiracy, have watched all of these documentaries that we, that we know and in some cases love. Um, and they're like, oh, my God, that's just, I am so moved. That is just so interesting. And then they make no change. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I think that's so interesting. I kept thinking about that when I was watching it. Um, I guess when I watch any documentary, because it brings me back to the first few documentaries of that nature that I watched, like Super Size Me, Food mm-hmm. Inc., things like that. And I can remember watching Super Size Me when I was in high school. I had to watch it for a class and I watched it. Or did I watch it in college, high school or college? I had to watch it for a class and write a paper on it. And I that was it. I was like, I in that moment I was like that's disgusting I'll never eat fast food again Mm -hmm. but then fast forward to a few months after that and I was eating fast food you know what I mean like I feel like you get such conviction but then you don't actually make any change I feel like that extends to like everything everything (laughs) all life lessons we're like you get fired up yeah and then people are like wow oh my god what yeah. I guess you have to find what speaks to you, though, because after mm-hmm. going vegan, now I see these documentaries and I'm like, oh, well, never again. And I actually right. don't ever do it again. You know, right. like I, I I, do eat honey, but now I'll be even more aware when I'm buying honey. You know, I, I always try to buy local, <laughs> but now I'm going to walk into Price Chopper and read the label on every bottle of honey. Right. Because now I just want to know. Right. <laughs> you or know? like or you may only get it at the farmer's market right. or somewhere that you're like, oh, this this bee literally lives in this guy's backyard in you know, Hudson right. or something right. like that. Right. Or if I get tea at Starbucks, I probably would put honey in it. But now I want to know where they get their honey. You know, right. I'm very now I'm I just I want to know so much more. And like, are there drugs in it? I know. Yeah, I want to know more about that. Ugh. That antibiotic that will apparently kill people. And it where that came in. from. And how from? how did anyone start using it and if it how, kills people? How and why are you giving bees antibiotics? How does that work? And also, why is, you know, though, it also, I feel like, because they said some numbers. Hold on in there. Let's see. So, correct me if I have this wrong. It was 150 million made and 469 consumed. The that's, U.S. Yeah, is importing the rest over the 150. That's what I wrote down, yeah. It was 150 pounds? Yeah. Yes. Um, 150 million, that is. So, why the U.S. got to be so greedy? I don't know. Why Why are we ruining things? Because, Is that like... not what we do, though, as Americans? <laughs> oh, my God, there's more rice. Uh, well, put it in your pocket. 
Okay, good. <laughs> um, I could send you home with some chopsticks God. if you want to. No, you said she can't take me anyway. <laughs> um, that's why I made you dinner at home because I didn't want to take the chance of <laughs> letting you out in public. public. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but to think like this wouldn't be an issue at all if we weren't greedy and consuming more than we can produce because we would just be keeping it a at least in the United States. And then you wouldn't have these like importing issues and maybe less of an issue with the antibiotics and all this yeah. other stuff because they talked about it all, primarily, not only, but primarily coming from China. It might go through a, a, another party, yeah. but it's coming from China because China's rapid firing off all right. this honey and they know that the U.S. needs it. Right. And so they're taking advantage of that. So maybe if like people just slowed their fucking roll down. <laughs> <laughs> Slow your roll. Just Stop it. Use maple syrup, man. Let me yeah. tell you what. After I went to one of the open house maple weekends yeah. um, not too long ago, there was, I had a whole new respect. Yeah. I, I did a maple syrup tasting. I'd never done that of like the light, the medium, the dark. And it's Ooh, delicious. Yeah. I have dark maple syrup right now and I'm obsessed with it in coffee, over my yogurt. It's so good. Yeah, I've been putting agave on my yogurt, so I bet that's really good. Yeah, it's real good. Um, but you know, I where do I have I gotten it? I know I've gotten it at places in the city, like Orchard and whatnot. But I feel like sometimes Whole Foods has it. I buy apple honey all the time. What that? It's it's a honey substitute made from apples. Interesting. It's, it's very good. It tastes like honey. It's in some case, I I feel like it's I I think a little thicker than honey, um, but it's it's very good. Hmm. Yeah, I have to check that. Because I used to not do honey, um, but then I I started doing it again. But there's a couple. There's bee free apple honey. Um, there's one. Where's the one? Oh yeah, bee free apple honey. It's just a different label. But beefreehoney.com um, has all of their information. Honey. Um, create a masterpiece with honey made from apples, saving the honeybee. Honeybees are dying at an alarming rate. Inhumane commercial harvesting of honey hurts and destroys bees and their colonies in the process. Um, and there's also, like, if you just Google apple honey, there's actually a lot of um, recipes to make your own. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would say that. I, for a while there, I was strict no honey. And I'm pretty much no honey um, unless... I'm eating the one that I have at home yeah. from uh, our friend who is completely local. Like, he has his own beehives. I don't think he travels them except for locally, like orchards. No, not even. He just keeps them right at home. So I'm primarily honey-free, <laughs> except for this, what is it? Howard's Hives? Howard's Howard's Hives, I believe, um, who he keeps them at local farms and then goes to them so he all keeps it very local um so they don't have to transfer back and forth or deal anything like that i would probably buy again from a local guy at the farmer's market i don't you know i'm very choosy with my honey but even more so now and i would encourage people you know vegan or not honey is great especially uh therapeutically it can be really really good for you um and it is a good alternative to your you know, white domino sugar and stuff like that, or the high fructose corn syrup. Mm -hmm. But um, if you can, when possible, you know, support your locals as always. But also, like you said, the apple honey or maple syrup or just 
try agave, different things that will give you that same honey-like alternative, but yeah. keep it real. Um, the, so BeFreeHoney.com, um, <clears throat> there's so much information on here, which is very cool, but she says um, the, that they were trying to make apple um, apple jelly, and it they ended up with like a weird version of it and canned mm-hmm. it anyway and discovered that it was like honey-like in texture. So they that's how they just discovered this new apple honey product thing or whatever, um, which I think is funny. But there's a section on here about how bee-free honey helps the bees. Um, and I, again, I like when people are, you know, upfront and not very one-sided. Um, because they talk about how if you're, it says if you were using traditional honey as a flavor profile, not as a curative or a medicinal, why not find a, find a plant-based renewable alternative that would allow bees to regain in health and population so we don't lose them as the valued pollinators that they are? Um, and I like that they mention that because a lot of people do use honey as for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing that, then substituting it with something else might not be as, as easy a solution for mm-hmm. you. But if you're just using honey to flavor something why not use something that is a little bit more sustainable mm-hmm. um, and then it even says on here the links provided below uh, blah, 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 show that most only one third of the u.s honey consumed annually is made in the u.s with 70 percent of the honey tested has no trace of pollen hmm. what does this say about the industry does it say that it has nothing to hide does it say that the healthful proponents expected are regularly delivered um and i'll make sure that this link is on our show notes because it's actually there's a lot of really good information on here and then of course there's um links to actually buy the honey on their website too i can't remember where i saw it though i've maybe whole foods i'm not sure i know i've gotten it in the city before but i can't remember locally where i've gotten it um i think that's a really good point though like that's why i've been i mean in the past two weeks i have consumed more honey than i probably have before in my entire life (laughs) because i have just not been able to really fully kill my um whatever disease is plaguing me right now yeah well it's anti-inflammatory it's antibacterial it's just so many things yep but yeah if you substitute agave it's not going to do the same thing right right it's just a sweetener right so yeah i had honey with lemon and ginger today Mm -hmm. that sounds good just hot water yeah keep it simple yeah Yeah. that sounds good that's all do you have any other bee bee feelings uh, bee. I'm trying to think of some good bee puns. I'm not the the punny one on this podcast. You got nothing, really? No, I really don't. Do you see that video going on Facebook with oh, all God. the vegan puns? I keep no. meaning to tag you in it. I'll have to no, find it and I tag you in it. It's a live that. kindly video. Oh, I'll have to. I'll have and it's to like watch all that. the vegan puns. No, I'll have to watch that. No, I don't think I have anything. No. Wow. I said the bee's knees in the beginning. We said that. Yeah. Um, did we talk about the almond thing or did we just like briefly brush over it? I think briefly brush over it. Oh, I have a, a website about it. Um, First of all, almond trees are beautiful. They are, I right? had no idea. No, me either. It's really unfortunate that yeah. they are water sucking. <laughs> yeah. And not environmentally sound trees because they're really pretty. Yeah. I wonder if I could have one almond tree. Well, that's what I found. That's what I found <clears throat> so interesting that I wanted to do more research on because like I was saying before, it sounds like the almond trees are very dependent on bees. 
pollinating them, obviously, to bloom and everything. But it also sounds like the almond trees are good for the bees during a certain time of year because there's so many of them mm. and it gives them like a source or whatever. But I'm just curious about how where how that balance falls, because when yeah. we have like the decolonization that we were talking about with the bees, how does that affect the almond trees and how does the arguably not so sustainable nature of almonds affect bees? And there, I feel like there's a really yeah. big relationship there that I want to know more about. I was going to say, I want to know more about that now. Yeah. Also, does California import bees or or whatever um, only at certain times of year or is that constantly? I think it's probably constantly because you, I mean, so they don't have enough bees. Different. Like so many almond trees. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did it say that it was like millions and millions of number? Yeah. Um, What did it say? Uh, 1.7 million hives, which is 80 billion bees. That's feel like that's we need to talk about this later with the almond sustainability because I feel like that's one more reason that almond trees maybe aren't so great yeah um but anyways what else do you have about almonds and bees um I, what's the buzz what, what's the buzz um <laughs> kind of got one um well I I just found this article because it made me want to research after seeing what they talked about in the documentary um but I just like and I guess I, you don't really think about that either that, you know, certain times of the year, like if you're beekeeping in New York during the winter, what do you do with your bees? Like, I think um, what Andy was telling me earlier, the guy that we buy our honey from, I think, like, just brings them inside. Does he have like a barn? I don't know. Maybe I'll find out more about like what yeah. he does because he doesn't ship them that yeah. much. I know. Yeah. So what do you so do in like cold winter some months hibernate. where there's no... But yeah. also his his to the best of my knowledge, this is not his like source of income either. This is like right. his pastime. He loves his he really does like love his bees. He likes right. um being a beekeeper, but it's not like a primary source of income. So right. he probably could let them hibernate over the winter and then like whatever. Right. That's fine for him. Right. But someone who it's their lifestyle right. to be a beekeeper. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I feel like there's a lot more to it. I know. See, this is what I'm saying. It makes me want to do so much more research and know so much more about all of the stuff that they talked about. Yeah. And the crazy almond business they discussed. Yeah. And cuddling. And cuddling. Bees cuddle. <laughs> they just, you know, snuggle. I don't know. All right. That's, that's all I got from... Is that all she wrote until the next episode? I think that's that might be all she wrote. I'm really excited to watch another one. Me too. Yeah. What's the next one? I don't remember. Something it's something not, before it's garlic. Not garlic. Yeah, garlic is number three. And then four, five, six, it goes is cows, cows. Dairy. No, chickens. Chickens. Dairy. <laughs> is that not what I said? <laughs> In my head it's what I said. <laughs> yes. Chickens, dairy, dairy cows, and fish. But what was the second one? Um Peanuts! Peanuts. <laughs> uh, good old legume. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Looking forward That's to it. Cool. Till that, till the, to the nut episode. Uh, now there's an episode full of full puns. Full of puns. It'll drive Andy nuts. Oh, boy. Oh, see, I'm getting a head nuts start on nuts. it. Uh, Can't wait. Yeah. I got to think of how to work legume into a pun. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a stretch. No, oh. I bet there's some good ones. Yeah, I'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Okay. We'll get some good stuff, good material. We've got time to prep. I don't have one. Of, oh, here we go. Till next time. Bzz, 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 bzz. That was me stinging. <laughs>
<laughs> okay. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. This was really hard. With three people. The other night, and you can edit that out because of when we use it. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, crap. Sorry. What? <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't do it. Okay, ready? Okay. I don't know why we got closer. <laughs> I don't feel that that was good enough. One more time. Okay. That was good. That was, that was yeah, much better. That's good. Yeah.